21st century Doing something mean to it Do it better than anybody you ever seen Do it, screams from the haters Got a nice ring to it I guess every superhero need his theme music no one What's up everybody, my name is Vincent Orlando I'm your host, this is the Boot Banter Podcast We are joined as always by our co-host John Machika And today we have a special guest We are joined by Tyler Mall, The reigning champion Owner of the Mall Stars, Tyler. What's up? What it do, baby? Solid intro. Yeah, I can't John, wait for this. How are you man. doing today? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know uh, you wanted more than that. Um, great. Just ready to get this on with. I've been waiting for this and how waiting was, for this podcast for like, was it Wednesday? So like four days now. I like oh I've been ready. God. I've been prepped up since You're, Sunday. You were so no, ready for this no, episode no. that you delayed it from yesterday to today. Yeah, yeah. I had some shit to take care of. It, trust me, it killed me to do it. I didn't want to, but I... Uh... It killed. It literally killed him. He's dead. <sighs> it did. Like Dude, a, I have some things like to get off the team. Hey, man. Boom, yeah. bow, bada, Keep boom, coming from the crown, you know? Win Hello. some games. Yeah, Win some games. So, so it's been long anticipated that we do this episode. Um... I'm very excited to have Tyler on. I think this one's going to be pretty entertaining. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, we both personally called him out to be on here, so. Yeah, it worked. I didn't want to come on this soon. I kind of wanted to let it marinate, let it milk, you know, like kind of let the hype build. But uh, get, get the I had some things I just had first. to address. There were some things I just had to address. I couldn't wait any longer. I couldn't let it go um, unmentioned. So here I am. Yeah. Um, people are going to be called out. Um, it might get a little nasty. I'm just kidding, but um, no, I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to go. So uh, let's do it. So I don't know about you guys, but I've been trying to exercise lately, and I got a, a gym I go to, Planet Fitness. I don't, I don't go to it a lot. I actually run more than I go to the gym. So I, today was my third day in a row running, and I run like a mile and a half, two miles, nothing serious, but. Good lord, is it hot and yeah. humid? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah what time I go um, at um at CrossFit. They don't really have a lot of AC, so it's just really humid in there. And doing the warm ups, I'm already dripping sweat. Yeah, I was gonna ask if they have like a, a outdoor area at your CrossFit gym. They have like we we do running sometimes, so you have to go outside. Um, but most of it is just inside, but they leave the doors open. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Tyler of Elmwood Fitness Center fame. Yeah, dude. I don't what you've been doing for, for exercise? Uh, well, you know, we got the home gym in the garage, so I've kind of been in there. Uh, I, I get in there like four or five days a week, but it's just it's tough with – you know, it's like on, on my off days, I'll have – uh, Tuesday, Thursday, I have online class and I'll get in there and get a workout in, but like the rest of the day, I'm just like sitting on my ass, either studying or doing schoolwork or, you know, playing a little war zone. And it's just like, it's not really good when you're getting a two hour workout in and then just sitting on your ass the rest of the day, not doing much. doesn't really kind of help no. the whole situation. Bullshit. Then, Bullshit. You know, it is then, good. It's better than yeah. nothing. It's also the better than IP. being at work. Every, every Wednesday I'm, I'm ordering these, these expensive heavy IPAs that are just like killing killing everything that i'm trying to shoot for so it's you know i shoot myself in the foot every wednesday just did it again today so uh yeah it's it's been tough but, but it's been but, fun but that's that's cap because you don't like ipas you're not a true beer snob i'm drinking, you like the, I'm drinking a nectar cream like the, snowball juice ipa right now 
You like the sours. You like the gossas. The go- Say that again. John, isn't that go- how you say it? Gaza. It's a Gaza. Gaza. I say Gaza. Whatever. Hey, do you? Different strokes are different folks, but uh, definitely no, not go like either, Tyler. Oh, hey, man, I just drink them. So you do you. Hey, I I do me. I drink them. It's all good. Somebody's got to drink them. So I do. I miss the gym though. I do. I really. I need a barbell in my life. I went um about two weeks ago to Elmwood on a Saturday. There was no one in there, and I got a little barbell action in, and it, it felt good to get um under a barbell again. Throw a little weight around. Just been working with dumbbells and uh whatever I got in my garage. And it's, it Speaking nice. of dumb, Marcel Brooks. The LSU defensive end. No, you want to see dumb. We're going to get to something dumb in a second here. So our weekly LSU update for you guys. Um, yesterday, Coach O came on the off-the-bench radio program, and he was asked about Marcel Brooks and uh, basically just confirmed that Marcel Brooks is gone, gone. He gone. Very unfortunate. Hmm. The six six foot three, 200-pound defensive end with lightning speed off the edge, who was very crucial for the Tigers late in the season last year, is in the transfer portal. And the only reason Coach O gave was he just wanted to be closer to family. And that was yeah. it. And he wished him the best. Um, but obviously it doesn't – I don't think it has anything to do with on-the-field shit because no. he was a guy who was pegged to be like a starter. So I don't, I don't know if it was him wanting to play a different position – I think it's just him wanting to be closer to home. That's that's every indication says that. Yeah, from everything I've seen, it's the same thing. Hmm. And then to counter that, basically Marcel Brooks's clone, Nyquan Brown from Virginia, who is also six foot three, two hundred something pounds, exactly the same size and weight as Marcel Brooks. He committed to play for the Tigers today, so. You lose one freak athlete off the edge, you gain another undersized mm-hmm. defensive end. So you like to see that. Mm-hmm. Next man up. I like yeah, it. All cone face. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I I don't know anything about LSU recruiting. I, I don't follow the recruits like you guys do. I mean, I know the top names, you know, the, the big guys, the five stars. I'll you follow those. Eli close. Holstein? Who? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, like, I'm talking about, like. too far away. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I'm talking about the big, big names. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't follow it as closely as you guys do. Um, do you know? So. Do you know who Caleb Williams is? I do. That's the quarterback, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that is the number quarterback. one quarterback that in is. the nation. He commits soon. He's got right? LSU in his top three, and he's committing this Saturday. So, Ooh. all oh, indications boy. are that he's going to Oklahoma, but Oklahoma. Uh, Okay. Wayne Mall, everybody. So all indications are that Caleb Williams is going to Oklahoma, but holding out for a miracle. Um, he's not. He's not tipped his hand at all on Twitter. I follow him very closely on Twitter, and his likes are very well distributed from Oklahoma and LSU and Maryland is his other top three school because that's where he lives. But that's pretty. Who's much that, it. that that wide receiver so that we'll went to Maryland? Happens. That'd be a nice little tandem. I don't. I don't want to. You know, what was it? Um, that was Jarrett? Uh, Rakim, Rakim Jarrett, mm-hmm. the five-star wide receiver. Somebody to throw to at the Long very time least. LSU commit. 
Yeah, longtime LSU commit, and he flipped to the hometown Terps at the last minute. That would hurt and, my uh, feelings. We, if we wish him the best, but LSU is going to be all right. What's actually funny is that uh, Kayshawn Boutte from Louisiana was ranked below him throughout the whole recruiting process. And then right after Rakeem Jarrett flipped to Maryland, Kayshawn Boutte jumped Jarrett in like the rankings and became really? a five star. And it's because of the helmet. He's man. the future. It's, it's the helmet. It's got something to do it's, with the helmet, I guess. He's, he's not a Clemson Tiger, though. No, he'll never be. He'll never be uh, Frank Ladson. Don't say never. Anyway, the only other update that I have, and this is probably the most important update for LSU, yeah. is that Coach O prefers his crawfish dusted. And this is mm. your Tiger King. He dusts his crawfish. Yeah. Uh, he says he says it's fifty one forty nine, dusted versus non dusted. I don't care. He still dusted. Another L. Hey man, he got the big W. I don't. I don't care how he likes his crawfish. That's that's Another on him. First, first Marshall Brooks, and then Caleb Williams, and now this. So, hey man, all he does Coach is, is could your, put Worcestershire is sauce. Game. He just wins games, man. I don't care. Cocho can put Worcestershire sauce and minced garlic <laughs> in his crawfish, and I would still love him. It's all good. It's all good. There is anybody, a yo. Anybody get that reference? Anybody know who does that? You. No, I don't. I don't fucking do that. <laughs> Is the Banana Republic? Banana Republic. <laughs> Banana Republic, dude. Not gonna lie, the crawfish are good, but oh my right. god, my lips, my lips feel like I just got there. We go Botox in my lips after I eat this crawfish, but they're good. They're good. They're really good. First, first, yeah, like a whole bottle of hot sauce, a whole bottle of Worcestershire sauce, and minced garlic. Well, it's the, the first like- L of the po- first L of the podcast or Banana Republic. Yeah, first of many to come. Well, boys, mm-hmm. I don't want to gloat here, but um, I don't have work tomorrow or Friday or Saturday. Ooh, or I Sunday. have work tomorrow, but I don't have Friday. So, mm, pretty solid three day weekend. So, four day weekend, three day oh, yeah. week. I got I'd love stuff to see to it. Yeah. I'll take go. it. I do love to see it. Go America. You go, yeah, America. You do you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of America. What y'all drinking tonight? Damn, I had a nice what, where, where, where the Where the fuck are you going with that? Speaking <laughs> of America. I want to hear this. Speaking of America, how about the Patriots? <laughs> oh, Hello. God. Wow. I love how Ham fast skin. that was. Just that was that was just as smooth as can be. Ham skin. I love Newton. how fast the media flipped its narrative that Cam Newton is a distraction and is a problem. And now mm-hmm. every single news source is like, "What a genius signing! Bill Belichick yeah. is the goat. This is he why he wins. No this is wrong. how he wins. <laughs> yeah. It worked perfectly with Chad Ojosinko. I thought it was incredible timing how they were. Released the uh, the news that they were signing Cam. I think it was about twenty minutes after the news broke. Yeah, this is bullshit. For the the cheating scandal against the Bengals. That's all bullshit. That was- How do you get caught doing the same thing and then get a lesser penalty? Patriots, man. Yeah. That makes no it's sense. Gross. I don't know, man. 
It's the I Patriots, man. I don't know. The whole, the, honestly, the worst thing about the Patriots, it's not that they're dominant on the field. It's not that Bill Belichick looks like he wants to kick your ass. It's that the media gives them all the passes and they just, they can do no wrong. When in reality, they make shitty draft picks. They sign mm-hmm. these cheap free agents who blow up. And then they get all the benefit of the doubt because they have an elite defense every single season. And Tom Brady, who apparently is a goat, but uh, honestly, I don't, I don't think he's, he's got anything. Not left. my goat. We'll see this year. Not, not my goat. Not my goat. Not we'll my see. problem. But. That's what I always I think say. defense I think defense is gonna continue to carry that franchise. Um the Patriots that is. So speaking I mean, of, speaking of defense, Tyler is entering oh. into the twenty twenty season in defense of his twenty nineteen championship of the boot. Yes, sir. You had a great run, man. I did. Um, I did. Um and and you know, my team went through kind of phases throughout the year um i had some injuries that i had to overcome um some key contributors from guys who just weren't you know household names it wasn't a star-studded lineup that was kind of helping me get there but uh you know there was there was a narrative being pushed by you too you know that uh saquon barkley single-handedly like won me that title and i I disagree we said that i said he helped definitely helped Oh, he definitely helped. I mean, uh, if his playoffs. I said numbers, it. You said it. Vincent said it. But um, but he didn't really. I mean, he was okay. I mean, last year was a down okay. year for him. He was a down he year for fine. him. I think he finished like running back. I think it was like an eleven. He didn't finish. He was he was a low end running back one, like the very end of running back one. How many games did he miss? Uh, I want to say like two, three. So he was running back eleven with two games missed. Hold on, I'm pulling it up now. He missed. He might have missed more than that. Let me see. All right, Saquon Barkley missed one, two, three, three games. He was running back ten. Running back ten on the season, missing three games. Sounds decent. I mean, it's it's not bad. It's, I'm looking it's at a combination of it's Saquon. Bad. It's a combination of Saquon and Tyler Higby's. Yeah, freaking it was Tyler Higby's season, late season. The last about five games. That he had at the end of the season, like we're ridiculous. He went we're ridiculous. I mean, I have yeah. it. Right. I have something. I have it right here. I have it right here. So weeks thirteen through seventeen, which were the last five games of the season, he scored one hundred and twenty-eight fantasy points. Tight end number one, fantasy player number two in the entire league, was the second best fantasy player in in football. Those last five weeks. Um. So. He had a monster finish to the season. Absolute monster finish to the season. Um, and we'll talk later about if he can repeat that or you know keep that success uh, going into this season. But um, he was okay, definitely a he can't. contributor. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But as far as Saquon goes, I mean, Saquon had a decent season. I think his finish really kind of helped propel him up to that number 10 spot. Weeks 1 through 13, he only scored 138 points, which was ranked 19th among running backs. So, I mean, he was a low-end uh, running back, too. But the playoffs are really where he kind of made his money. Uh, weeks 14 through 16, of course, I had a buy in week 14. But he was the second-best running back um, with 84 points. And then weeks 15 and 16, he had 74 points, um, which was the first running back and also the first amongst all 
position players. So quarterback, running back, wide receiver, he was the best player in fantasy those last two weeks, which were crucial, which, I mean, he scored right here. I have 30.3 points and 43 points in weeks 15 and 16. So, I mean, you can't ask for much better from your best player when it matters. Um, So, I mean, he had a good year. He had a fine season. I mean, he had like a, you know, a starting running back season. And then in 15 and 16, he was Saquon Barkley. He's exactly what you you draft him for, exactly why you draft him so high in redraft, exactly why he's this asset that's just ir- irreplaceable, you know? Um, so he's like, I, uh, he's a freak, man. I would, yeah. I would liken, I would liken yeah. Jonathan Taylor, some of Jonathan Taylor's size speed traits, right? You know, that 220 plus and then runs right. us like four, four, four. Yeah. Right. I think but Saquon, Saquon's got. He's got that yeah. and more. He's got yeah. the receiving got ability got, of like he's a, a Christian McCaffrey. very prolific receiver. Yeah. 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 It's it, above, it's way above average. And the dude yeah. is, he's going to be good for a long time. I don't know what Penn State is doing with that program, but they have been producing some freak athletes. Yeah. Y'all heard about this kid, Journey Brown? I know no. you like him. That's all y'all know much. Yeah, and and we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about Journey Brown on the future show where John and I break down the 2021 class. Uh, but Journey Brown is I would love to. Uh, oh God, man, this guy! Go ahead and look up film on Journey Brown. Journey Brown, I'm writing that down. Ice cold, ice cold. Okay. So. Beat out. He, he made he made one five star transfer and made another five star his backup. So take that as you will. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah, I don't know much about dude. I'll look into him, but I mean, I mean, definitely good. So please don't look into him. Yeah, <laughs> just forget about it. Okay. All right, all right. But I got a little Moving bit more on here. Wait, hold on. I got a little bit more on this. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm what not else do you have to say? You wrote Saquon and Tyler Higby to a championship. Congratulations. Now Come on. Come on. All right. Look, look. I mean, we all know Tyler Higby's success. Okay. But they weren't the only dudes. You act like it was a two man team. At the end, it was. In the playoffs. Yes. In the playoffs. Hey, okay, that's what it matters. Okay. Well, I still got there. <laughs> You guys have to make the playoffs. Okay. I'm just saying, like my team was not only those two guys. I mean, yes, Higby got 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 hot at the very end of the season, but it wasn't it wasn't just those two dudes. I had Zach Ertz who had a fine season. Debo Samuel, we know about him. Weeks nine through seventeen, he finished as wide receiver number nine in those weeks. If you if you hit take that half of the season, um, in weeks fourteen and sixteen through sixteen, which is the playoffs, he was wide receiver twenty nine. So he wasn't really hot in the playoffs. Um, but he was my best receiver by far. Um, a guy that is very underrated um, compared to his his teammate, uh, James Washington. Weeks 9 through 17, he was wide receiver 26, which is ahead of guys like DK Metcalf, his teammate Deontay Johnson, Cooper Cup, Cortland Sutton, Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, Nicole Hardman, guys that are valued much higher than him and would probably demand higher trade value in a uh, in trade. I don't think James Washington. What I did mean, he do hey, the I, first half? We're not talking about the first same, half. We're only same as Tyler Higby. <laughs> yeah, you mean exactly. he had success with hey, look, his college quarterback? Look, 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 I get it. I get it. That offense went through a bunch of different changes throughout the year with the quarterbacks. It was Big Ben, then it was Mason Rudolph, Devlin Hodges thrown in there. They went through a whole bunch of stuff, but I like the way he finished the season. He finished the season really strong. 
He was not just some insequential guy on my bench I could throw in there. He was a starter. He was a a starting wide receiver that I can put in and win a championship with towards the end of the season. I feel like there was times in this offseason where I tried to trade him for a pick or trade him for a running back, and everybody's like, I want James Washington. I don't want that dude. James Washington, I ain't interested in him. He ain't that good. And I'm like, and I'm looking at the stats, and I'm like, these dudes, if I told you I was giving you DK Metcalf or I was giving you Cortland Sutton, Deontay Johnson, people would lose their shit. They'd be like, give it to me. I'll take yeah, that. Because those guys have a lot bigger sample size, and their teams didn't add. Deontay Johnson Eric, has a bigger sample size? They, there's, they didn't add Eric Ebron and Chase Claypool. Deontay Johnson's, God, that. Deontay Johnson's clearly better than James Washington. The, Pit- the Pittsburgh Steelers have never thrown to the tight end. When's the last time they've had a tight end that's been fantasy significant? When's the last time they had a good tight end besides Ladarius Green? So, 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 what is what is the price on James Washington's head? Is it a second round pick? Because I don't think anyone's going to give a second no. round. No, so this is the problem. This is the problem with I think with a lot of my players that we'll get to later when it comes to trades is that I think a lot of my players are kind of in between guys. Like I, I think if you, if you buy James Washington for a third round pick, I think that's a great deal if you're getting James Washington back, but I'm not going to sell him for a third round pick. But I think if you're trading away a second round pick, I think you're paying too much. I mean, I would, I mean, I, I think it's a tweener. For a third round pick? It's a tweener. It's a tweener. There's a bunch of guys in between. No. So I wouldn't sell him for a third, but I don't think you would, anybody's going to pay a second. I'm not sure he's worth a second. He's worth more. He's worth more in real life than he is to the trade market. Right. So, and that's that's the problem with a lot of my players. I think what people would offer and what people would give up is not what they're worth, but what I would take is not what people would pay. And there's a bunch of tweeners on my roster, and you'll see when it comes to when we talk trades later. And that's that's why I can't I can't trade problem. with you because well, you got guys problem. like Fournette who are declining assets and. I mean that's not price. that's not necessarily yeah. true. That's not necessarily AJ true. AJ Green's thirty-one years old. I'm not trying to trade AJ Green to you guys. It's true in the fact that, like, that's that's the reality. But he's still putting up points, so his yeah. value to you because he scores points is a lot higher than it is to us because we well, just think- see off the field the injuries and the fact that he's probably not going to play for the Jaguars after this season. Who are we talking about here? He's talking about Leonard Fournette. Yeah, when did we switch to Leonard? I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. Guys, we can't just we can't just talk about Saquon Barkley all night. No, we're not. I got right, this is my favorite. I got AJ Green. Hold on, hold on. This is my last one. This is my last one. This one's for John. This is for John because John offered a fourth round pick for this dude, uh, like in the off season, and I was like, no, I don't want him. And he got upset because he's like, you're really not going to trade this dude for a fourth round pick. And this is why. This is why, John. Your boy Steven Sims, <laughs> wide receiver for the Redskins. You got so upset because I was holding on to Steven Sims. And we'll we'll talk about why later. It's but weeks nine through seven, he was wide receiver 30. Again, ahead of guys like DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Cooper Cup, Cortland Sutton, Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin. Um, in weeks 14 through 16, which was the playoffs, he scored 56 points, uh, which was wide receiver seven. Um and he was less than a point away from being wide receiver six. That's not insignificant. The dude put up towards the end of the season. He was getting better as the season went on. Um, and he didn't score his first touchdown to week 15. Um, and he had 36 targets in the last four weeks of the season. So the dude was getting more volume. The dude was producing. He was getting more comfortable in that offense as the season progressed. So I'm sorry. 
when you offer me a fourth round pick for a guy who's getting better in an offense that's kind of finding its way, I'm I'm gonna shoot that down fast. Like and that's okay. Right. Like this is another bad. guy who falls into the tweener category yeah. of yeah. someone no. who is not really someone who you go out and trade for because no. their value likely never be higher than it is. Yeah, now. like no, you have well, to think about so John, him as being what. what? What? I just think I think it's a bad it's a bad buy for you, John. I, I thought it'd I be mean a good I buy. wasn't going to give up any more than a fourth, so I mean no, I think if pick you, isn't worth that much to me. I'm taking the risk, and I'll I'll take a lottery ticket and see if he if he continues that. But I mean, chances are, but so we can all agree he's clear. Are, he's probably never going to be that. No, he's like but a pick, I'll take a risk. He's worth more up. than a fourth. I picked him up off the waiver wire. If that dude produces anything, if he's a guy that I can put in on a bye week and he can get me 10 points, then that means something for somebody that I just picked off off the waiver wire in the middle of the season. I mean, you're offering me a fourth-round pick. Let's be honest here. What's a fourth-round pick worth? Let's look back at the, the history of draft picks in the fourth round. What are you nothing. getting? Past years. Nothing. Yeah, you're right. not getting so anything. Which is why I wasn't going to give up any more, more than that. I'm like, okay, I'm not so going to. Why would I sell him for a fourth-round pick when, I mean, let's look at what he scored last season total. He scored – Oh, let's see, fantasy points. Where is he at? He scored a total of 100. I don't know why half the people make half the trades they make. I'm just saying. You won't know look, unless you try. I'm, I know, but I'm not going to draft anybody in the fourth round. That's more, more often than not, I will draft somebody in the fourth round that will not put up 141 fantasy points in a single season. And he did that. He did that on an offense that was everywhere. Today, today there was a, a receiver for the Redskins picked up on waiver wires by uh, – Saki selects. Yeah, I saw as soon as I saw the as soon as I saw it go in, I was like, I know exactly who it is. I knew before I even looked. I knew exactly who picked yeah. it up and who it was. Because I saw the same blurbs you did. <laughs> I saw the blurbs, man. Fucking Logan <laughs> Thomas, dog. I Everybody saw the blurbs. I'm this like, guy. The guy's. I think he's 29, man. He's 29, but the switch from quarterback, the hyper-athleticism, the wide-open depth chart, the fact that he's the highest-paid receiver, the highest-paid tight end on the team, might be the highest-paid receiver. I don't know what he kind of receivers be. they got on their payroll. He very well could be the highest-paid receiver on the he team. Really, he really could. They don't have, they don't have like, any veterans, I don't think. No, it's all guys you don't want to. You, you want to criticize the move. But what is the risk and what is well, the No, reward? I'm not criticizing the move. Not, I just knew exactly what it was. It's not the move. It's the I was gonna. It. I thought about it, but I, I thought about it. I just never actually went through and put the waiver claim on it. This is this is where this is where people go wrong in dynasty leagues. Is that they play everything safe, they don't take stands, and they just want to they just want to build their roster, build the depth. Are you saying that about me. Dude, you chart. picked up a tight end no, on the Redskins. Like, do? relax. The way you win titles and the way you dominate is with are you Michael speed? Thomas and Christian McCaffrey. Sit down. Are you well, hold on? Sit are you down. telling me that I don't pick people off the waiver wire? You win dynasty leagues with aggression, speed, and violence. <laughs> Jeez Louise. God. And the way you okay, do that is by on. picking up Logan Thomas. <laughs> Thank you. Plant your flag in the middle of the Redskins logo, 
Then you change the team name, and then you win <laughs> yeah, your I dynasty like league. Now. All right, well that's good. Well, Steven Sims is going to lead them to you know a, a division win sometime soon. But you know, in the meantime, let's be a division win. Ter- 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 let's be real. Terry McLaurin is going to get two hundred and fifty targets this year. That's yeah. fine, but he ain't playing. The, mm-hmm. I mean, Steven Sims will play the slot and he'll do it just fine. And I'll you know I'll be happy with you know not trading him away for a fourth round pick. That's all I'm saying. Or you or you so Tyler, you took. Tyler, Tyler, you took some uh, you took some offense to some things that were said on the last episode about your off season, in the which you had zero, in which you had zero draft picks, and with the little draft picks that you had, you completely fumbled the bag. Okay, <laughs> okay so first of okay. all. Did I fumble the bag? I had what? I, I picked my first pick was three ten, and then I had I think two fourth round picks. Uh, I mean, three ten is a valuable asset. Is it really dismissing? You could have just oh, auto picked Adam Troutman and call it a day. Okay, and I, yeah, but I like my young tight ends. I I DJ Dallas was my guy going into this draft. That's going bananas. Into, Going into even the NFL draft, before he was drafted, DJ Dallas was – I knew I wasn't going to have an early pick. I wasn't going to have a first-round pick, a second-round pick. If I had a second-round pick, was I going to pick DJ Dallas? No. But I knew later in the draft that he was going to be available, and he was my guy to pick in later rounds. So at 310, I was like, you know what? I, I, this is my dude. I'm just going to go get him. If I like him, I like him. I'm just going to go get him. It's, if I, it might did be, you trade up into the 310? I did. Okay. I did. I wanted him. I wanted to make sure I got him. I like him at that value. I've seen I had seen mocks where he was going in the second round. Oh my god. You need to unfollow yeah, those accounts. No, swear unfollow to god. Unfollow those accounts. Swear to god, he was going in the second round. There were also accounts that were tweeting out draft Anthony McFarland in the second round. Anthony yeah, McFarland that's... is a better pick than DJ Dallas. Okay, so I'm oh, explaining to you. Wait, 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 well, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me let me go over my, my reasoning on the Dallas pick. So go over the depth chart for me. I'll get there. I'll get there. Just tell wait. me how he's okay. anything. Better. Tell me how he's anything better than the RB five. The RB five. Go ahead. Well, yeah. if the other running backs are healthy, let's just go. Okay, so look in 2019, his last college season, he had 693 yards. So six yards per carry. He had 14 receptions, 140 yards, 10 total touchdowns. But he didn't play a full season because he dislocated his elbow. So it ended to injury. Um, to me, the reason why I really like him is his skill set. So he's a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. He's a three-down, do-it-all type of back. He's got pretty good vision. I like his lower body strength and his patience the most um, in his pad level and balance. Um, oh. Do not take this the wrong way. I know this is going to be clickbait. This is headline central. The dude's oh, God, got. I can't wait. This dude's got Alvin Kamara like balance. That dude, oh. the way he bounces. Watch the tape. Watch the tape. The way he bounces off a <laughs> guy is phenomenal. It's that's the one. It's the thing he does best. Is that he's not a great side to side guy. He's a one cut type of back, but he never really usually goes down on the first hit. He bounces off a guy. He continues. He gets three or four more yards. He goes down. He, ne- he he bounces off of tacklers really well. Athletically, John, shut up. I know this is where you're going to hit me. Um, Thomas Rawls? He doesn't have great top, top – yeah, he doesn't have great top end speed. He doesn't. He's very average when it comes to his burst, his lateral agility. Um, he's, he's not really great. 
And he wasn't excellent to run a lot of routes in college, but the few routes that he did run, he ran well. He, he, he has the ability. He didn't show it. He wasn't able to. The, the offense didn't put him in a position where he was running routes out of the backfield. But when he did, he, he was competent. He can do it. Um, so this is why I drafted him. He's a guy that's shown to be able to catch out of the backfield. Um, he can run between the tackles, and he can block. He's a willing blocker. So he's a three-down guy. You can put him on the field first, second, third down. He can get the job done, whatever you're going to do. Catch the ball, run the ball, and he can block, which is something that you need and something that's valuable in a running back. I'm sorry. If you can that's put a guy over, and, Running back block, pass blocking is overrated. Okay. Well, I mean, hey. Oh, my God. No, let, him, let him keep talking about DJ Dallas. It's the 310. You guys are acting like I drafted him at the 110. Calm down. Right, but you traded up for it, and then you're like defending I gave, it. Like that, I, gave, I would have I mean, taken him higher. It's the three ten. I wouldn't have taken him high. I mean, he was projected to go higher in some mocks, but I wasn't going to take. I wasn't going to trade up to the two ten and take him. I was going to wait until the end of the third round, early fourth. I traded up and I wanted to get him. I was like, if my draft ends here, it ends here. I got the dude that I kind of liked later in the draft. I got him. I'm not saying he should have gone second round, but like I'm just hey. Do um, you understand? That he was a late fourth round pick, and there were four thirty eight. I do much higher drafted players. Yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. starting with starting with uh, Joshua Kelly. That's fine. That's fine. I, hey, look, everybody likes who they like. It's the three ten. I'm good. I'm good. I like this. You look. You talking um, about depth you- behind people? Joshua Kelly's behind two other running backs that are better than him. I think Joshua Kelly is going to compete DJ with Dallas Jackson. Dallas is behind four. Okay, and none of them are healthy ever. We're going to get what? there. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Can, so, can, I, can, I, can I say something? Let me finish first. Let me finish first, and then we'll get back to you, John. Okay. Let me finish. Let me finish. So. <laughs> the dude, the dude, we shouldn't take this long to talk about DJ Dallas. The dude's a three-down back. He can play three downs. He's a three-down He had back. a 5% college <laughs> target share. 25th percentile. I just told you I went over that. I went over that. Wait, no, he didn't. You don't listen. listen. I told you he didn't get a lot of volume in college catching the ball out of the backfield. I said that, but when he did, dude was confident. Final point. Here we go. Listen. Final point. I'll let you rebuff and then we'll move on. Here we go. DJ Dallas. Look, he was. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, wait. Let me finish. I'm trying to finish my point here. He was drafted to Seattle, a place where they like to run the ball. It's a run-heavy place, run-heavy team, and they got a bunch of running backs who are constantly hurt. I mean, what uh, Carlos Hyde has a torn labor right now. They're not sure he's going to be ready for camp. Rashad Penny's coming off an ACL injury. They're not sure he's going to be normal at the start of camp. And Chris Carson's coming off a broken hip, and he has a, had a horrific ankle injury in 2017. The dudes are all hurt. And if there's one thing we know about Pete Carroll is that he will start a guy regardless of draft. He started Chris Carson over the first-round pick Rashad Penny, and he – Rashard Penny. Anything is possible. Um, and Penny. Penny. Ricky Russell Wilson over a guy that Matt Flynn that they had just paid massive money to. So, like, he's going to the, play the best back. And I'm not saying that DJ Dallas is going to start day one. He's not going to start week one. This is a long-term play that if these dudes can't stay healthy, if Rashard Penny doesn't have it, if Chris Carson can't stay healthy, I'm not worried about Carlos Hyde, whatever. But yeah, I, you, I see. There's that. another player on the team you haven't mes- mentioned yet. No one else has mentioned Travis. Travis Homer. Homer who, right. Travis Homer. The, dude can, the dude's who? nice. 
the dude's nice out of the backfield. Uh, he also ball. started over DJ Dallas at Miami. He did, and that's in college. That's nice. That was two years ago. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> it was two years ago. Look, you guys are so upset over my 310. I'm not saying the guy's perfect. I understand there's people ahead of him. I understand he's not the best athletic, the most athletic guy in the world. I like him. I think he's 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 a well-rounded back. He doesn't do anything really great. He does a lot of things solidly. Um, but I liked it. I liked the fit. I liked kind of watching him on tape, and I saw an avenue to him getting playing time. Granted, it's not likely. It's a long shot. He could. Chris Carson could not get hurt at all this year. Rashad Penny actually played very well when he was healthy. I understand that, but at the three ten, it's it's the three ten. In most drafts, of the three ten is it's it's a fourth round pick essentially. I'm, I wasted a fourth round pick. I traded uh, Andy Isabella. You say you wasted it? It's a fourth round pick. I'd rather have Isabella. You said waste. You because you guys are acting like I wasted. I don't think I wasted it. I <laughs> like him. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you just saying. said you wasted it. <laughs> Yeah, yes, I wasted if, a fourth round pick. If it doesn't pan out, I wasted a fourth round pick. Big word. Andy Isabella. Okay. At least be it's a it's a three ten. Oh, you so guys Andy, that was that was the Andy Isabella pick. So you traded Andy so, Isabella for second, that picture. Tw- you traded Andy a twenty nineteen second round pick for DJ Dallas. Okay, you punted the whole twenty nineteen draft. Pick. It's okay. It's fine. All right, we got we got to move on, guys. We're gonna yeah. be here till eleven o'clock at night. I got shit to say. I'm gonna bro. be editing this show for a total of eight hours tomorrow. Okay, well, can I can I at least defend my whole draft real quick? Jesus, like, okay, in, fine. In broad, in broad, in Finish. broad. Because you guys, they're like, your draft is worthless. Okay, first of all, everyone do some research on my picks. They're not horrible. They're dart throws, which every pick from three ten on is dart throws. This is my draft. So, <laughs> three hundred nine wasn't a dart throw. The three ten, the DJ Dallas pick was, pick was a what dart was throw. Th- what was the three hundred nine? You just said starting at the three ten, they're all dart throws. Devin Duvernay is a fucking dart throw. Why Devin- receivers? Are oh no 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 no! We're no, no. gonna revisit this shit next <laughs> offseason. I swear to God. All right, here we go. My draft. This is my draft in totality because Mason couldn't couldn't fathom to understand where my picks went. If he just looked at the fucking offseason to see like where my picks went, he would Ooh. understand. That my picks went somewhere, and I actually got better players than he actually did. So he can, you know, read a fucking book. Um, here we go. First round pick is Paris Campbell. It was what I. It was essentially is my first round pick. I traded my pick this year for a 2019 first round pick, which became Paris Campbell. It's Paris Campbell. I get it. He probably, if he was a prospect That's coming out of college, would have been a second round pick this year. I get it. He was hurt a lot. His first year, it's not great. What's the difference between Paris Campbell and Devin Duvernay? God, that's rough, man. Paris Campbell's better than Paris Devin Campbell would have went in the second or third round this he year. Went, he would have went like mid second. He would have went mid second round this year. He would have went mid second round. And I think I'm I, I, I'm expecting big things from him this year. Not huge. I'm just things, looking at like, if he was in this class, he wouldn't have been went anywhere near the top wide receivers. He would have been second round. I think I. He would have been second. I round. think I flipped. Because because we did in the 2019 draft, we did a straight up your yeah. 2020 first for my yeah. 2019 first, and then right. I Damn. I turned that around and I did my 2020 first for uh, Christians 2021 first straight up, and uh, and you did the 2021 for 2022 straight up. I didn't do that. No, it was that's where it ended. So <laughs> I didn't do that. That that can's been kicked down the road for. Look, Tyler, continue. Please continue. It's, Wrap it's this a, shit up. It's, it's a sunk cost. I get it. Like, no, it didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, but the dude's got a lot of promise. He was hurt a lot of the year. 
He played hurt a lot of the year. I think he's going to do really well in, in the offense this year. My second round pick and my third round pick went out to be Robert Woods, which is probably the best player, the most sure thing out of this entire draft wide receiver wise. I mean, don't, don't tell me that you, I mean, I get it. CD lamb and Jalen Rager guys like that, that went early, that went in the first round. I get it. They have um, a lot of potential, but if you tell me any of those guys turn out to be heavy career or produce like Robert Woods, then you're fine with that. You'll settle for that. You'll take that sure thing. Robert Woods, the he's last also, two years was he's also six years older than them. That's fine. I'm saying I'm them. talking about if he gets to that level where he's producing low end wide receiver one numbers, you'll take that out of any draft pick because it's a sure thing. So I traded my number two. Yeah, that was a dope trade. I traded my really second good. and my third for a guy who was who was the wide receiver eleven last year in 2018, and then. Last season, I think he was a he was right on the edge. He was a wide receiver too, high end, like like around like wide receiver like fourteen ish. So I mean, come it, on, I tried- it wound up being it wound up being the two twelve and the three eleven for Robert Woods. Which yeah, which was robbery. Which that was, was I have it right. I have it right here, which turned out to be Cole Komet and um well. Um, well, no, it turned out to be Chase Claypool, but the three hundred seven turned out to be Van Jefferson, so it actually might not be Highway three, Robert. Three, 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 three eleven. It was three eleven. No, it was three oh seven in that trade. I didn't trade the three eleven. I trade the three. Why not trade the three eleven? I, I got two twelve and three eleven for that trade for Robert Woods. It wasn't three eleven. It was three oh seven. I don't know when I trade my three eleven. Oh. I don't even have oh. that on here. Okay. Anyway, so yes, Robert Woods, dude, should have honestly gone yeah, for a first trade. Trey should, Trey should have gotten a first round pick for him. So applaud me on that, Mason. When I say I didn't make a single trade, and I traded out garbage. And got I don't know about a first round pick because he has twenty eight, but it is a it's very fun. good trade. Okay, well, that's another thing, John. Twenty eight's not old, buddy. I can get three years Pretty out of old. Robert Woods. That's not old. You can get three or four years out of Robert Woods at pro- solid production. That's not old. Not everyone's twenty. You you also called. This is also one of the corrections from episode five. You also called Terry McLaurin old. You he did. Is. He's 24. He, he's an old rookie. It Okay, and he didn't produce like a rookie. The dude's good. Right, because he's dude, 24. Good. He's 24. He's only 24. You do realize you can have right. that dude. For he's a 24-year-old years. rookie. It doesn't matter. The dude's good now. It matters. Age matters. Age he's matters. He's 24. He's 24. We are both arguing the same point. He's 24. That's he's a young as hell. Rookie. I hope it's that okay. he does well as a 24-year-old rookie. Oh, That's my rookie. God. <laughs> okay, and Chris – oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I can't right, argue Chris. with you. All right, all right, all right, Robert right, Woods, right, highway right. robbery. Mason, fucking educate yourself. Um, Real effect. DK Dallas, Bryson Hopkins, KJ Hill, all dart throws. I get it. And I had my undrafted rookie class. Again, all dart throws probably won't ever produce anything. But, hey, there it is. My draft wasn't nothing, okay? If I if 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 Rob, Robert Woods might be the best thing that anybody gets from any of their drafts. So I'll take that gladly. Um, he's now my wide receiver one. So um, This year. Yeah. 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 And I'll take that. He's better than any wide receiver I had last year. So I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it happily. So, so – so you got you got the critiques from your late round picks. They were yeah. very late round picks, and they included some picks that you traded away and got you know players like Robert Woods back. So you overall, counting everything, you had a decent looking twenty twenty draft class. If you include Robert Woods in that mix, it's okay. Um, I wouldn't say it's decent. I wouldn't say it's bad. I wouldn't say it's, it's great. Okay. It's okay. I, I, it, my, my team got better. From it, I think Rob. It did. 
It's another win now draft class. Definitely so a win now thing. draft class. Well, look, this is the thing. It was a win, and also I had a third round pick that I traded for um, Julian Edelman, which I mean was kind of a we'll see what happens without Brady kind of thing. But I think with Cam, it kind of boosts his stock a little bit, not drastically, but I but like you it. Got good value. At least I know someone. Yeah, so at least I know that, and and Edelman was I think like top ten wide receiver last year and the year before, so like I'm happy with that. If he can put up wide receiver one or two numbers, I'll take I, it. That's I will fine. say you're, you're like one of the only uh, people. Go ahead, Vincent. Go ahead. I was gonna say he's one of the only people that are making like solely win now moves, and that's fine, and that's fine. But look, you got to realize that with my draft, when I went into the draft, I had no picks. So like I I get I know you have to build through the draft, and you don't have to. You don't have to, but it's it's the best way to get talent and keep them on your roster and have them. It's it's the best way to do it to have the draft picks to build them to get them at a young age and keep them on your roster. But I didn't have any picks going into the off season before trades were even made. I really didn't have after I traded Robert for Robert Woods. I didn't have anything. I had a fourth and a fifth round pick. So to get any kind of young talent, which I said, again, dart throws that I'm taking at the end of the draft that could possibly pan out, I had to trade, make some trades just to get some kind of young guys in to fill my taxi squad. Otherwise, who the, who the hell is going to be on my taxi squad? I really had nobody. Guys that were on my taxi squad had to come off. I really didn't have anybody to go on. So I, I just I, I got some guys that go on the taxi squad. We'll see. Last year, my fourth-round pick, Dawson Knox was a solid player. He's going to come off my taxi squad and he's going to be on my team. He could be a solid second tight end for me. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying if one of these guys that I drafted hits, whether it's KJ Hill or DJ Dallas or Bryson Hopkins, if one of them contributes to my team for five years, I'm happy. I don't care. You know, that's it. Let's go into, let's move into your um, harsh critiquing of so you've you've received some criticisms about your communication in right. trade discussions. Right. Uh, I would. I, I just wanted to cite this example. I know. I know you admitted the fact that this was dumb. Uh, this recent example a few weeks ago, where you said you'd give me a first for an RB three, right? And then I asked you what, what your definition of an RB three is. You said literally a guy who scored at least 160 last year, 10 points per game. And then I said, so, uh, so your 2021 first for Ronald Jones. Right. And, and look, and I, he told me I was crazy. Goodbye. That ain't even close. Yeah. But then I well, saw Ronald Jones's stat line from last year where he scored 165, rushed her over a thousand yards and got like 10.3 points per game. Yeah. And, and you were right. There was a miscommunication there on the last pod. It was not portrayed that way. Um, there was a miscommunication there that was not that was not communicated over the last pod. You were right. I said I wanted a wide, excuse me, a running back three. Um, when I said running back three, I meant kind of um, a guy who can be my running back three. Of course, I would love a guy who can produce that ten points per game. You know, for a season that that's great. Some guy I can throw in on a on a bye week when Leonard Fournette's not playing. I need somebody that can get in and get me ten points. That's great. I would love one of those. I wouldn't pay a first round pick for one of those guys, but I would be willing to pay a first round pick for a running back that is a starter quality running back. Um, that I'll, give mean you, no- I'll give you Cream Hunt for a first round pick. Uh, Cream Cream Hunt. Mm. I'm not gonna give a first for Cream. I would give a second. Okay, I I, I, a second. Then, then get out of here, dude. Let's go. 
Move That's on. Third quality That's running back is Kareem Hunt and Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones and Kareem Hunt are the definition of starter quality running backs. I don't think Rojo is. I think uh, I, I'm not. I'm I'm skeptical on Rojo. I, I'm talking about a guy. So this is the thing. On the when I say I need a third running back, I'm talking about a guy who is going to start. Who I know is. I mean, there's a scenario where Rojo doesn't produce very well. Same thing with Kareem Hunt. I mean, this season he could. I mean, he had, he had a solid run to the end of last season, but I'm looking for a little more certainty out of if I'm giving up a first-round pick. And that's just me. So would that, you give whether, up a first-round pick for David Johnson? No. I actually He's was in – I, I was – yes, but I think Duke, Don, Duke Johnson at the end of the season the could possibly pass him in touch. Yes, but he can't stay healthy to oh, save his life. So and he's actually there. not good. He's actually not good. If you look oh. at his numbers and you look at – just watch him run. He was bad last year. He was just bad. He was bad. He was bad. I don't care what his points yeah, were. That's a, good, bad. that's a good assessment. That's a good assessment. What about Carryon Johnson? Would you trade a first for him? No. Well, why are you hating on my trades, man? What are you talking about? Would you swap first Carryon for Carryon Johnson? Johnson? No, that trade was abysmal. That was a good Would you honestly, trade? So wait, hey, I have a trade. I have a trade. I have a trade. I have a trade. Believe it or not, I thought that was a good trade for Mason before they drafted DeAndre Swift. I was like, you move back five picks. I get it. Like, I see where your the dip in talent is, but still, even at the one ten, like you can move out of that pick and get. That's where I think he messed up was not moving out of that. Not actually no, because he could have got a better player at one twelve. Yeah, I, I don't like the Jordan Jefferson pick. I mean, not Jordan Jefferson, Justin Jefferson pick. I I, uh, I don't like the landing spot okay. there in in Minnesota. The Minnesota, um, I'm not a huge fan of that. I think he thrived a lot in the slot, and with Thielen there, he's going to play a lot of I'd slot and move him outside. And I don't think he's going to play very well with Thielen there. Or they move Thielen outside. I don't think they're going to do that. No, Thielen's, Thielen's the guy. They're not moving him out of the slot. So they come out and said. Would operate in the slot primarily. You've got to be kidding me! That's wild. All right, well we'll see. We'll see. I mean, if that's the case, then I don't mind the pick. Big we'll see. It's a big we'll see. Yeah, but if not, and he's playing outside. I mean, he's not the most athletically gifted wide receiver, so he's going to have to prove it. He's going to have to prove it, which is fine. He's going to have to find. Well, I mean, he's he played mostly in the slot, so I mean, I don't know if he's got the chops to play outside primarily, and if he can, then it's a great pick. He's a great. I like him. I mean, he went to LSU. Like we all saw the tape. Dude's good, but like. We'll see if he can play on the outside primarily, and if he can, it's a great pick. If not, there's plenty of wide receivers on the board in that second round that were similar quality guys that he could have traded back, gotten an extra asset. But, I mean, hey, this is all hindsight. The dude made the trade, and I was like, this is highway robbery. The dude moved back, got a starting running back. I mean, we didn't know that they were going to draft DeAndre Swift in Detroit. So, I can't. Yes, we did. Yeah. (laughs) I, I thought Jonathan Taylor was going to Detroit. Really? I was shocked. I didn't see that. I didn't see that coming. They I really don't trust them. They don't trust – they had Bo Scarborough playing running back last year. Uh, well, he was he's hurt. Missed at least six, he's was missed hurt. at least six games. He's missed at least six games in every one of his L- – Yeah, uh, but I didn't seasons. think they were going to draft a guy like that. I mean, maybe give him a year and sign somebody that can come in and be more of a, you know – Matt Patricia's okay. coaching for his job, man. Well, you're not wrong there. So he drafts a rookie running back. I don't know. I don't know. You're not. I'm, I mean, I'm just. What hey. do you think? But look, what are your thoughts on Deion Lewis, Tyler? God, here we go. Don't get me started. <laughs> this this dude, he offers me a fifth round pick for Deion Lewis, and what you I, said you would do. I said I, I'm like, yeah, I might do that. But then again, no. John, when, 
I didn't. I mean, I didn't say let's do. I mean, yeah, I said I would do that. But like at the end of the day, it's Deion Lewis. He might be the backup. But like if 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 for, if if Saquon gets hurt, is he really the bell cow running back? Like no, he's going to be catching some balls. But like he's not going to be running the ball twenty times a game. Like I, if I don't, Saquon I, gets hurt, who is your starting running back? If Saquon gets hurt, I'm fucked anyway. Like I, it's it's fine. If, if so, Saquon would you rather have hurt, someone that could be that for a fifth round pick? If Saquon gets hurt, I'd rather sell everything I have and just acquire draft capital and just punt it. I'd rather tear it down. Who would you okay. sell? Who would you sell so I know who to offer you a trade for? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know y'all don't like Leonard. We do, just not as his price. What's I love price? Leonard Fournette. Yeah. I love Leonard Fournette. I would give you two seconds for Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I'm not doing that. It's a first. Yeah, okay. So, moving on. Yeah, see? Okay. All right. But I'm not paying a fifth for Deion Lewis uh, when John – look, I'm not paying a fifth for Deion Lewis when John's going to drop him in a few months. Like, it's good. I'll pick him up off the waiver wire if I need him. He'll well, be okay. I, tra- I traded him for a fifth-round pick to Chad. John, so. what, what was your interpretation of how those talks went down? The Deion Lewis talks? Yes. What happened? I, I, honestly, I literally only offered him to Tyler because Tyler had Saquon. I didn't want like, him. I wasn't and going then- to ask anyone else for a fifth-round pick for him. Because like he is more valuable to Tyler than he is to anyone else. Well, what happened? What happened when you he, offered Ty- offered a fifth round pick to Tyler? For Tyler Deion said, Lewis? "I said, would you do a fifth round pick for Deion Lewis?" He said, "Yes." And I said, "Okay, let's do it." And he goes, "No, nah, I don't want Deion Lewis. I really don't. I would do it, but I don't want him. But the, but, if that makes any sense, if that makes any no, sense, I don't would want do it. I would do it, but sense. I don't want him. That does not make sense. Then the answer to my question is look, no. I look, wouldn't do that. Look, you're right. You're right. Thank I get you. it. Look, I get it. The, when I talk trade with you guys, Vincent, I've talked trade with you like twice. Our rosters, what I needed and what what you have. Same thing with John. John, your roster was barren before the draft, or just mainly before the offseason before you started making trades. Like you had a few guys that you had acquired or that you had on your roster, and then it was a bunch of just stuff and draft picks. So w- there wasn't really anything that I really wanted off of your roster. I told you many times you're like. I would be like, hey, let's talk trade, and you would send me a text. I'm like, dude, your roster's ass. Like, I don't, I don't want anybody on your roster, and anybody that I would want, I'm not paying for. I'm not trading with you. And then Vincent, same I thing. Like, the same, we, you have the same holes that I like. I was like, the holes that I need, like, I needed. A, I was like, I need a running back, and the holes that you have are the same holes that I have. Like, I need another running back. You could probably use another running back too. Like, it's it's the same. I felt like we we're in the same boat, or just we didn't see eye to eye. The you would like Different a player that. Or you my just- boat is my boat is a sailboat with a backup motor, and your boat is just well, look, a sailboat. I get it. Look, with look, some I get it. Very, Sometimes very we'll- flimsy, awful- look, with talking trades, you can ask. Like I've talked trades with DMAC for with the the James Conner trade, which is another trade Mason just failed to just look at at all. Apparently, I got shit back in that and traded out shit. But I mean, who am I? I don't know. Um, but that's I like that trade. That was my favorite trade of yours. Let's talk about that because that was my favorite trade you did of the offseason. So before the draft, I, I literally before the draft, before the Steelers picked anybody, I thought I fleeced like I, I didn't think I fleeced them. I don't want to say that. I thought I won that trade easily. I mean, when you look at it, I got Anthony Miller, a solid guy, probably a, a, if you look in draft capital, probably worth a third round pick, a guy who's got some upside, a solid prospect. There's RP2. I got yeah. a second round pick in 2022, and then I got the crown jewel of the trade, Darius Slayton. Who, if you look at it right now, I mean, if you try and trade for the guy, you you probably have to offer a first. 
I mean, I, I think an early, like a early, early second in a 2020 might do it. But like, if you're looking at future assets, you're trading like Trifford. The dude is good as can be. He's the number one wide receiver of the Giants. He sh- flashed so much last year. He's good. He's good. He's going to be very good. He's going to start on my team. Like I, I, I got, I, I essentially got either like a it. high first or a. Look. And look, I, I'm not. And, and look, the wide receivers on your team are old, and this trade got you a lot younger, yes, and a lot more talented, and got you higher draft capital in the process. So right. I applaud this trade. And this look, is my look, favorite trade you did. In- and look, DMac, DMac took a chance. He did. I like. I wasn't willing to wait around to see what happened because I knew that if they took a running back, I wasn't trading. Connor for anything and if he got hurt then I lost all value next season so I there was just no chance that I could wait it was just kind of like waiting on the deal we talked that deal for I mean at least a month every day we talked we haggled over we went back and forth I wanted a first in Slayton and Tom Brady that was originally one of the deals like I can't give up all that I wanted it really bad um but it, it eventually we settled on a second, and he threw in Anthony Miller, and I, I that was that was my reasoning. It was like I got younger at wide receiver. I knew Slayton was a, a big piece and was going to be really good in the second. Um, really helped it out, but just the uncertainty with James Connor. But I think this year he's going to be running back one. I think he's going to be really good. Um, it's just whether he can stay healthy. If he's healthy, he's good. But he's just he's never healthy. He's he's been injured a lot. Uh, I was frustrated. I mean, I, I, you look at his, his last season, last season was really when he was hurt a lot and it was frustrating because I knew I needed him down the stretch and he wasn't there. So, but I mean, the previous season before he was very, he was fairly healthy and, um, you know, it showed his, his stats showed, but if he's healthy, he's good. I just don't know his, even if he is healthy, I don't know what Pittsburgh does with them because he's had injury problems in the past. John, you've even mentioned before, the Pittsburgh doesn't really pay their skill position guys. I mean, there's rumors out there that they don't really want to pay Juju. So if they're not going to pay Juju and they're not going to pay, they don't know if they're paying Connor. I mean, Big Ben retires. What's that offense? What does it look like? And I'm just, I'm not willing to tie myself to James Connor when an offer like that's on the table. Looks well, like the point. offense with James Washington. Well, um, I mean, James Washington's no, worth good. a lot less. No, James no, Washington's worth a lot less, but when that offer sitting on the table, if that wolf, if that offer sitting on the table, joking. James Washington, I'm taking that. <laughs> you know, I was just joking. You um, you won that trade. You also yeah, won another thing, trade. The only thing that I like for your team is that yeah, you got younger wide receivers, but you also gave up running back depth. It's I did. So much I did. Harder and, to acquire and, running back depth than it is to acquire wide receiver. It is. Depth. It is. And I'm going through that right now. Other than, that, you, other than that, you killed that trade. It was a really look, good trade. Look, my off season, my off season's not finished. I, I know that I'm missing a running back, and if I go into the the season without a running back, that's fine. There's going to be teams that come week four, week five, that are one and four, zero oh and five, and know this season ain't it. I need to acquire draft capital. And that's where I come in. If there's teams that have a running back that's, you know, on the wrong side of a certain age, that's, you know, in their older years that only have a year or two left of productivity, and they're like, hey, my team's not really good right now. I'm 0 and 5. I'm 1 and 4. I'm not making the playoffs. What's the point of keeping this dude? Then that's where I throw a second round pick, two second round picks, a first round pick at a running back, and I get that depth. I know I'm not panicking. I'm not going to make a trade and overpay for a running back right now because everyone thinks that their team's better. Everyone looks at their team and says, you know, I'm good. You know, you got teams like, you know, teams that didn't make the playoffs. You got so many teams that made so many trades that think they're better. They're going to make the playoffs that they're contending. And you got teams like, I mean, even, 
you know, Dom. Dom didn't make a, a single big move, but he was in the play, he was in the championship game last year. I mean, who's to say he doesn't get back there? Like, I mean, we don't know who is going to be where next year. So every, no one's making any moves to sell right now. You know, it's 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 hard to buy right now. It's really a seller's market right now. So you just got to wait. I'm going to wait until someone's one and three, oh and four. They're like, the season's not looking good. Let me start selling off some people. I trade for a running back. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's my best bet unless something comes up. But as of right now, that's that's kind of what I'm looking at. But I know, I know, I know my running backs. I sold myself a little short. Now I, I, I need a running back. I didn't, I didn't cover that hole. I know I need to, but, um, but no, I thought I made some good trades. At least you got DJ Dallas. I do. Yeah. I have DJ Dallas. He's my long shot, my prayer, my uh, my developmental guy on the roster. We got a good developmental squad over here at the Mall Star, so we, uh, I have faith. But um, I thought I thought my trade with you know I, I think Julian Elliman's gonna be a nice piece, especially with um with uh with Cam there. Um, actually, fun fact for you, Vincent. I traded the three hundred three for Julian Elliman, which turned out to be Jordan Love. Um. So that that's uh that's something Ooh, there. That's a bad deal. Yeah, I know. Jordan Love uh Jordan Love is gonna be Jordan Love going into years off, after talk, talk to me Jordan. in two years and see if you want to do that trade again. Jordan Love going in the third this round. Next year. Jordan Love going in the third round is criminal. Look, I traded the three oh three before I knew Jordan Love was gonna draft to get dropped to the third round. Like the Jordan Love shouldn't have dropped to the third round. The fact that Justin Herbert drafted to uh drop drafted dropped to where Mason was in the second round, like criminal. Like the dude was drafted, what top seven in the NFL draft. Like how is he dropping that far in the second round? Like I get, I get some people weren't very high on me myself. I I I feel like he's a lot like Josh Allen, and it, I know that's a poor comparison because they're both these big dudes with strong arms and that can kind of move. So like it's kind of an easy comparison, but they were both very polarizing coming out of college, where you either loved them or you hated him. That's fair. And I'm kind of like I don't know how right, to feel about fair. him. But at that value at two at, at, at what was it like two oh six like you can't beat that for a guy that went that high in the NFL draft and if he pans out that's an insane value. Same thing with Jordan Love he's a first round guy like he's gonna the thing is with Jordan Love he's going to start a football game eventually somebody's gonna hand him the keys and be like you're the dude you draft him in the first round you gotta see he's gonna get his chance and that's all you if you get a quarterback like that in the third round like I mean who else is going in the third round that's gonna get guaranteed opportunity like that you don't like no one no one so. If, if I'd have known Jordan Love was going to go there, I mean, I, I could use a young quarterback. I, I might have held off on that, knowing where my wide receivers are now. But yeah, um, but I do like Julian Elliman a little more now than I did before. Um, but yeah, a bunch of the other ones are kind of useless trades here and there. That kind of Mason wasn't. They're not all useless. Um, I, thought, I, thought, I thought another trade that you did. Just moving on here is uh, one that I thought you won handily was the beer bitch trade. Yeah, so this is the another one that, that, that like that really like pissed me off in that trade because Mason was so butthurt. He's like, "This is the most useless trade." Too. I'm like, "Excuse me, if someone comes to you and offers you a 407 and you basically do nothing for it, but just offers you up a free pick, you're not gonna say yes." Like, he's, dude, I'm he's not your, saying what? that it's dumb on your part. You're just saying it's dumb altogether. Yeah, it was dumb. It was dumb. Christian, people should have taken more advantage, and Christian shouldn't have accepted those terms because, yes, it kind of that was the whole point of me. Like he said, yes, I'm like fine. I'm basically I'm not going to do much of anything. I'm like I'm screwing a half the league out of being able to use this trade. Like it's like this is great, and I get a free pick out of it. Like it's great. It was amazing. That was the smartest yeah, thing I ever did. That was the smartest it thing I ever did. Insig- wasn't an insignificant pick either. 
It was a 407, which is fine. And, like, I mean, I, I, who did I pick at that pick? It was a KJ Hill. Yeah, I picked KJ Hill at that pick. So, I know John, I know John feels KJ Hill. KJ Hill. KJ Hill for Keith Kirkwood in the beer bitch duties, which came with a whole lot of constituent requirements. Yeah, it was was great. It was phenomenal. And if you're mad, I'm so sorry, princess. Like, I don't care. Like, I made a great trade that favored me. And if you're mad, well, then uh, I'm I'm sorry. I don't I, I don't live to please you. I live to make my team better. And if KJ Hill makes my team better, then hey, sorry, live with it. Yeah, I think Mason Mason is uh, look, and I'm not trying not to very happy. Look, 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 out. Mason shit on my off season a lot, and I really I told you this pre pod like I wanted to shit on his off season so bad. He actually had a really good draft. I like what he did. Mm-hmm. If Jefferson Jefferson does get time in the slot. It's not a like I, I don't hate on that pick. Herbert is an insane value. He's got two running backs that I'm not as big on Darrington Evans as some people oh. are. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, here's my question: Darrington Evans or DJ Dallas? Darrington Evans. Okay. Whew. Yeah. Oh, we're about yeah. to have an issue. No, I, I. But this is the thing. I think if Derrick Henry doesn't get paid and he moves on after the season, Darrington Evans isn't the starter. I don't. I don't think he's ever the starter there. I think he's a piece. But I don't think he's ever the star there. I think they get another guy. Um, now, with um, who's the other guy he drafted? Um, the guy in uh, in Buffalo. I'm, I'm I'm blanking on his name. You pick Gabe Zach Davis. Moss. Zach Moss. He drafted Zach, Zach Moss. Moss. I, that pick I don't mind as much. That one. That one I'm a little bit of a fan of. I think he, he has a chance to possibly surpass or just yeah. She likes Zach Moss. You do like DJ Dallas. Devin, what? I think well, if you like Zach Moss, you do like okay. DJ Dallas. Well, look, I- I'm just saying, like, I thought those were solid picks. I thought those were solid picks. I thought he had a solid draft. Offseason-wise with trades, uh, of course, I mean, he didn't make the, the smartest. I mean, in hindsight, it wasn't the best trade with Vincent. Um, but I thought he had a solid offseason. I didn't think his team got better immediately, maybe long-term. He seems better because of it, but uh, – I really wanted to go and just shit on his off season, and I looked at his off season. I'm like, I can't, I can't come on the podcast and just try and like fish for shit because I know it's gonna sound, it's gonna sound terrible. I'm like, he actually had a solid draft. I, I gotta admit, um, trade wise, he didn't get much better, but um, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It's just, uh, I, 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 I want to thank him for. He was probably my only threat to the division, and I want to thank him for giving me the division again in 2020. I really do, but not a bad off season. Giving you the division sounds like you you take some objection to his franchise operations. No, he did fine. He he didn't make any like I'm gonna get better right now. He drafted a bunch of young guys. I mean, if I, I he's his his young guys are Jefferson Herbert and then the two running backs. I I don't see a scenario where they help him out enough to put him past my roster and put him past what I can do. So no, I don't think he made any trades to get significantly better. He didn't give up draft capital to get any kind of major pieces. So, so no, I, 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 I think he made solid pieces and solid picks to where down the line where my, as John famously likes to tell me that my roster is going to age out one day um, to be there. I think, I think Herbert could be a really nice piece. And you're, you took you took exception to some of the things he was saying about your squad on last week's podcast. So, I did. what do you have to say about his squad? I did. I I mean, uh, I'm gonna have to pull. I'm gonna have to pull up his squad. I'm gonna have to pull up his squad. Um, first of all, um, the fact that I uh, just off the top, 
I didn't make useless trades. There were some trades in there where I traded some picks here and there, but I got a lot of good guys back. My draft wasn't worthless. I got young guys with what little resources I had, and I got some pretty solid pieces um, with the rest of my draft capital. Other trades, I made some very, very good trades. I get the AJ Green trade. Didn't really come out to be great um, yet. I mean, we'll see. If he if he turns out to be a wide receiver one this season, then it's completely worth it for two threes and Kalen Balaj and Gerald Everett. Like, I'll take that. That's fine. That's I'll take that all day. Um, but I, compl- I that was completely off base, and, like, the dumbest thing he could have said was that my I traded a bunch of nothing for nothing. I mean, it's right there in front of him on the computer. Like, read read, read their laptop, bro. Um, yeah, I, just that. My draft was dumb. Uh, my favorite statement that he made, and this is what I talked to you about earlier, Vince, and he made this statement, and it was, like, the funniest thing in the world. We're ta- You guys were talking about um, Joe Mixon. And how John loves Joe Mixon so much. And he's like, I don't see the value. Like, I don't understand what the hype is for Joe Mixon. Like, he's fine. But, like, I think he's way overvalued. And John was arguing with him. He's like, I, I he t- tell it like, he's like, dude, I, I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. And he's like, yeah, I don't know what it is. I just can't get behind him. He's like, especially with his, his history with like, you know, his, his, his words, I think his words were, he just doesn't do it for me. He just doesn't do it for me, and especially with like the history of like his like the type of dude he is. And I sat there, and I laughed, and I laughed again, and I fucking rolled on the floor because he couldn't get behind Joe Mixon because of the type of dude he was when his wide receiver one is Tyreek Hill. Am I right? Like, am I right? The dude can't get behind Joe Mixon because he's not a good dude yet his starting wide receiver his number one wide receiver is Tyreek Hill who is on audio threatening his little boy that he needs to fear him I'm just saying I'm just saying that should be all you need to hear when he comes to his takes about my offseason and my team is that he can't get behind a running back because he's a bad dude because he you know had some assault charges, but Hey, like, I mean, he stands by his stand, his stand up wide receiver who threatens his little boy, but Hey, I mean, I look, believe what you want. Listen to the pod. Dude knows he's talking. You gotta roll with with your squad, man. Roll with your squad, roll with your squad, believe in your values. Hey, look at mall stars. We stand for, you know, we, we stick up for our dudes. If you know, if they've got a little trouble, and that's fine, but hey, like don't don't be preaching that you can't get behind a dude, especially with his history when your number one wide receiver is is like the worst dude in the NFL. Like literally just a complete piece of shit as a human being. Like I, I'm sorry. Like I can't. Like I laughed. Like after all the takes, I heard that and I was like, I laughed. I'm like, okay, I don't want to hear anything Mason has to say anymore. I'm like, I'm just I can't. I can't. I can't. I mean, is that is that not is that not the biggest hypocrisy in the whole podcast? Like, John, come on, you, you've been silent over there. Come on. I know you got. I, I'm just letting you. I'm just letting you talk. I don't want to interrupt you because you're your dude. I like. Come on. Like I, I. This is ridiculous. Like this is absurd. Like the. Like I mean. Hey, I mean, unless he, hey, unless he condones child abuse, I don't want to put Banana Republic on on blast here. I don't know what kind of organization he runs over there, but it seems like he's condoning Tyree Kill's, you know, child abuse. I think he needs to be dropped immediately and put on waivers. I think he might be it's a liar. <laughs> No, no. I just thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I thought it was really funny. I just, I laugh. I couldn't help but laugh. <laughs> that my little mini rant, but like, I, I, uh, 
I thought it was just so funny. Yeah, no, that was my one little dig. I was like, the dude blast him off season. I'm like, I got you, motherfucker. It's coming right back at you. That's it? That's all you had for him? I mean, that's all I had on the, the Tyree Kill situation. No, oh, oh, wait, wait. This is my favorite part. His big winner for the offseason was Austin. The team of the Iron Islands. How about that? I mean, come on. You guys, what did you guys think about that? I mean, he also said I was the loser, so I obviously disagree. I mean, John, if I'm being frank here, I had you as the winner of the whole thing. I thought you Thank won you. the offseason. But, um, yeah, no, I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. This is Austin's offseason in, in a nutshell. He traded for Dalvin Cook. Um, he traded away um, Melvin Gordon and Julio, which is not bad. Uh, he got a contract year guy with with Cook, and he's he's holding out. So, like, I, I have no clue what the hell is happening there. But I, a team like Austin, I think he's more – if we're talking about teams, he's more in the bottom six than he is in the top six. So I think he's a guy that – a team that's kind of in the rebuilding state right now. I think I would rather picks with Melvin Gordon. If you're looking at whether you would rather Dalvin Cook or whether you would rather if you can get a first for Gordon and a first for Julio, wouldn't you rather the two firsts next year than Dalvin Cook, who by the time you're relevant is going to be out of his rookie contract and into his second contract, which is kind of like the 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 line for running backs? I don't know. I just I thought that that move kind of like ruined his timeline a little bit. I think I would rather try and sell those two picks, those two dudes individually, than than get a guy like Cook. His other acquisitions were P.J. Walker, Cole Komet. I traded him Fitz. He's got three fifth round picks, two fourths. Tyler Johnson, Antonio Gandy, Golden, Curtis Samuel, and a twenty twenty third. He also gave up the two oh four in a trade, which turned out to be Michael Pittman. So um, I don't know. That's Mason's big winner of the whole offseason. So where would you where would you rank Mason's offseason? So I have all the offseasons ranked right here. I currently have Mason at seven. I'm at seven. I have, so I have him like right in the middle. And it was close. It was close. So I have him like in a middle tier. Um eight through eight through eight through five, like five, four honestly, it's four through Four through eight. So four through eight. There's five teams right there. I thought were very close. I thought they were very close. Um, just it depended on what you gave up to get where you were and if what you gave up is worth where you are now. So it, it was just – I had him at seven. I had him at seven, but he was really close. I had PDN right ahead of him, um, and I had you and me right ahead of PDN, uh, Vin, as the the next two. And then I had Treyway right below Banana Republic. So – I had him right there. I thought he made some good moves, but I just don't think his team got drastically better or any better. Um, so, so I mean, go. I guess. I guess start with your start with the worst off season and just give us give us the quick thirty second rundown of your rankings. So for my off season bottom. Okay. Um. So last I got Team Schaefer. I I, I uh he was kind of silent all off season. The one big trade he made was – he made two big trades. He made one with me, which was the uh, Zach Ertz for a first. Um, big, fan of, big fan of that trade. Mason, uh, also, that wasn't a useless trade. Um, shout out. Um, and then he also traded with DMAC. He got in um, Daniel Jones. I believe he got a running back. I forgot who it was. Uh, damn, he got a running back, and he also traded out Kareem Hunt. It was a weird trade. It was a really weird trade with DMAC. Um where I think he got a little bit better, but I, I just I, I I'm trying to just figure out what his plan is there. 
Um, so I didn't love his offseason. He didn't get any better, and he didn't really acquire any draft assets. I think he honestly, if I'm correct, he traded out his next two first round picks. Do you want to so, know? Do you want to know the trade with Dmac? Yeah, go ahead. Dmac gave him Daniel Jones, Aaron Jones, a 2021 third from Vincent, and he gave up Kareem Hunt, Rashad Penny, Allen Robinson, and a 2022 first. Yeah, rough, rough. And then the 2022 first wound up on my team. And right. Kareem Hunt and Rashad Penny wound up on my team. That's a solid, yeah. So it's like it's like Allen Robinson for Aaron Jones and Daniel Jones is the whole trade for him, basically. Mm. Interesting. Not that bad. But look, I, I had him last. I, I don't know where he's going. He traded away his future assets, and I don't think he got much better. I still think his team – I mean, his start – He's got some starters, but his depth isn't there, and that's where it's really going to hurt him when the bye weeks start to roll around. I think he's going to have a rough time. Um, so I thought he cut, he should have kind of been more of a seller uh, and kept his future assets. Instead, he kind of used them to buy, um, and I don't think the pieces that he bought were the best of pieces. So that's just that's that's just kind of where I'm at with him. The next one I have is actually Dom with balls deep. Uh, he did win. He, he, uh, he came in second last year, and I think his team is solid, but I think his team is old. He's got a lot of different pieces that I think he it, 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 if he played the offseason right, he could have – I think it might have been a really good time for him to sell early, and it might have been a little too early, but I think that if he sold early on a few pieces, he could really be looking good for next year's draft. Maybe not the 2020 draft, but I think he could have really gotten a lot of draft capital for the next two seasons taking this year to kind of take his lumps and then restock up in next year's draft. And I think he missed an opportunity to sell some pieces. I think this year he's not going to be as good as he was last year. And he didn't really make any moves to make his team better or younger. So I think this year he's going to kind of take a little hit here. Um, he didn't. He was kind of, again, another absentee owner in that. The next one I had is actually Austin with what is dead, may never, whatever his team name is, Iron Islands. Uh, I just went over his offseason <laughs> in detail. I didn't really... His team didn't get – he got a, a, some assets, but they're all later around. Apparently, Mason really values fourth and fifth round picks, which John completely just just doesn't even believe in. Their myths. Um, so, um, yeah, he was my 10th. Next was Villa Mob Ties. I feel like he gave up a lot, and he didn't really get better. I think his um, – if I'm correct, his running backs got better, but – or his, No, his, his wide, wide receivers got way better. wide receivers got better, but he lost a lot in QB and running backs. Like, he, he sacrificed his, his running backs and quarterbacks for his wide receivers, and I thought that if he would have just been more efficient with his moves, he could have improved his wide receivers without having to sacrifice. I think if he didn't make that Alvin Kamara trade – yeah, for been, Adams, I think it'd be, be much better. Yeah, yeah, it'd be much better. I, did, I wasn't a big fan of the Carson Wentz trade either. I think Carson Wentz is really good. Um, I think he's have a big year this year. Um, I wasn't really a fan of that trade either. Next, I have Treyway. Um, I thought he made really good moves, and of course he had a lot of draft picks. But the trade with John, the Derek Carr trade for like two first round picks, I just can't. Like he was batting, like he was, he was, he was. He was doing well. His offseason was like a nine, a nine, nine and a half out of ten. And then that trade with John just dropped it down to like a seven. Like it was just bad. Like that trade like literally just knocked him down so much. And I just can't get past it. If he would have kept it, he'd still have his future assets. He could he could have done something else. I, I just that trade, that trade just I can't. I can't. He gave up way too much for what he got back. Um next is Banana Republic. We went over his offseason. Not bad. 
Um, I don't think he's got better, but I think he's got a lot of future assets. Um, he got more future assets, and he's got a lot of young players. So I think he's gonna. It's gonna play off in the long run. I just don't think he immediately helps him. Next, I got PDN. Um, he made some good moves. I didn't really like the trade where he gave up the first round pick. Um, I just think he he he, he had a solid offseason. He got better, but I don't think his team. He made a huge leap. We'll see. Um, I liked when he gave up the first round pick. It yeah, wasn't a bad trade. I bet you did. He gave up the. First he gave up his first rounder in 2021 and the 2022 10 for my 29 or 2020 112 and Tariq Cohen. Right. So not great. Not great. Not great. Um so next I have you Vin. I think you had a, a solid offseason. I think you might have taken a small step back. But you acquired a lot of really good draft capital in the future. I think you have three first-round picks next year. Is it next year in 2022? You have three picks in one of the years. I have two next year and three in yeah. 2022. So you, you, I think you, you kind of sold some of your players and got future draft capital, but you didn't really lose a whole lot. Like It's not like you took a huge step back and you sold and you're going to be this middling team. You're still going to be a very competitive team, but I think you took a small step back. You didn't really move a step forward, but you got future draft capital, and I think you got you like significant draft capital. It's not like worthless for. It's not like end of the first round, first round pick. And you got significant first, and and that's that's a huge deal. So I think you kind of took a half a step back, but you gained so much in the future that it kind of made up for it. So I kept you at, at number five because I, I was like, I, it wasn't a bad off season. I didn't dislike your off season. But I just I didn't think you made your team better, but you made your future. It, it was just it, your assets are much better now. Um, if your team stays healthy, I mean, uh, you have a road to. I mean, you have Michael Thomas and 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 McCaffrey. It's not like you can't repeat what you did year one and win it all. It's just that I think there's less room for error with your right. Team. I sold, I sold the guys that weren't helping me win championships for players and assets that I thought could help me win championships for the next. Yeah. Five years. Yeah, and that's why I got you. I, 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 yeah, yeah. I wound up with one first rounder in 2020, three second rounders in 2020, and three third rounders in 2020. And then I got two first next year, a second next year, and three firsts in 2022. Right, right. No, you did. You did really well. All I, all I really gave up was all I really gave up was Adam Thielen and Cooper Cup and Evan Ingram. Yeah, it was low key. You look at what you give up, and you look at what you got back, and it's like kind of like, but like it, your team was already that good. You did really well with the draft capital you had. You kind of filled in some pieces. You're going to be fine. Um, but I got you at number five there. Next, I have myself at number four. I thought where my team was, like John said, I gave up my third running back. I really lack a lot of running back depth. I still have two very good quarterbacks. I have two top end running backs. And my wide receivers from last year, if you look at my starting wide receivers, are Debo, Larry Fitz, and then some mixture of like James Washington and a bunch of dudes, like just a bunch of fill-ins there. And I really turned my team around. I think if Tyler Higby can kind of be that guy, a starting top 10 tight end, he can fill in for Ertz. Um, and I got a bunch of depth at wide receiver to where if, if, if A.J. Green becomes that number one, I think he can be when healthy. If Darius Slayton continues to progress and be that number one guy and Elman is doesn't take a huge step back or you know I have another one of these young guys I have a bunch of young guys that somebody's got to pop someone out of those groups I know it's a bunch of unproven guys but there's somebody in there that's going to 
hit. Someone's going to hit out of one of those dudes. Someone's going to hit. And that's all I need. So if one of those guys hits, I'm in a really good spot with my wide receivers. Um, and I acquired some future draft capital. I got two picks next year. I got an extra second in 2022. So I like where I'm at. I just got to figure out my, my running back position and and then I'm good. So I think I had a solid offseason for the, the assets that I had in the draft. And what I was able to work with, I think my team got better than they were last year um, with what little resources I had. So I think I, it was a small increment, but solid nonetheless. Next, I have DMAC. Um, the dude gave up the farm. I'm not going to lie. The dude traded everything, but I think his team's better. If I look from top to bottom, I think he has solid balance from quarterback to running back to wide receiver to tight end. The dude's just got tight. Like it's, it's not like Christian where he's heavy on wide receiver and he's like, he's got this hole at running back and his second quarterback's not great. He's balanced all the way through. I think he's got good depth at every position. He's got solid top end guys at each position. And then he's got, you know, solid depth throughout. I really like what he did. He did it. He, it was always a win now move. Um, if he's really good the next two, three years and he wins a championship out of it, then it's worth it. If not, then maybe not. And he's going to be screwed coming in the future with, without these first round picks. But we all, we all know like first round picks fly around like, like, like they're nothing. Like he can trade a guy and, and recoup a first round pick in 2022 if he needs to, like, it'll be fine. But I think he made a bunch of run now moves. I think his his team's really, really good. And I think he's going to compete for a title this year. Um, next is uh, Jamie with Just Catching Ws. He made a bunch of really good moves. I think he's got the deepest running back core in the league. His wide receivers are good one through four. But after that, he's got like three dudes that like I don't even know who they are. And then uh, that's it. He's got like seven total wide receivers on his roster. So I think he needs another – he needs some more depth. Um, which he can address when he needs it. But I think he's got a really good, really, really good roster. Uh, and I think he made some really good moves to put himself in a place to compete. And last, I got John. Um, his team, I mean, I, I think he went 5-8 and eight last year, 6-8. and eight. Um, um, I made the playoffs. I think, I'm pretty sure it was 8-5. and five. You were 8-5? I made the playoffs. It was the other way around. Anyway, um, your team was kind of like middling last year and then you sold some pieces and I, it got to a point where I remember looking at your roster and being like, it was like three dudes and a bunch of stuff, like just names. Like it could have been like Madden generated names. Like I, I have never even heard of these dudes well, that's your and fault. it was all of your picks and you really turned your roster around from last year to this year. And I think you made the biggest jump from where you were to where you are now. And I think you really set yourself up. Not only you didn't you didn't mortgage your future to get yourself where you are. You still have your future what it originally would be if you hadn't traded anything away, plus extra. And you've got all these young assets. And I think you really set yourself up good with that. You like you like Vincent was talking about. You're talking about the last pod, um, the 2018 season where John just made all these trades that really set him up for success um, with these picks and these young guys. So um, that really rounds out my rankings right there. Um, that's all 12 ranked one, two, 12. Okay. So to wrap things up, I think we got a mailbag here. I don't know where the mail comes from. Who's delivering it. I wrote in both these questions. We did. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler's sending mail to himself. He's writing his own. No, bro. We have people. Hey, look, we have people mail in. I promise you. I promise you we had people mail in. Oh, one I gotta ask a question real quick before we get to this. What is this dynasty like this this net calculator that you guys talk about? It's we don't talk about it, we just use it. What it what it's, is this? Uh, dynasty League Africa football call. calculator? Well no, because I heard like a, another thing that the Banana Republic mouthed off about was no. apparently that 
I had the greatest net ever, and it was like the most worthless net with like a positive. I think he's talking about the Dynasty League football trade calculator. Yeah, no, yeah, it's well that that also is a that's also a nice tool. I got a I got a small rant about that. It's a nice tool you can use to like check yourself, but you shouldn't use it to like send to other people and be like, hey, this is a fair trade. Like it's used to check yourself, check a trade that gets sent to you, but like relax. Don't don't like it's not all it's it's a nice tool. Anyway, yeah, and the net the net but this net calculator that he was talking about where it's like a plus minus or John had like a plus 2000. Like what, what is this calculator? Like how is it calculated? By value. It just by assigns value. a dynasty value yeah. to each player. What's the value? Oh, so it assigns a value. It's not by points. Like it assigns them points. It's by lifetime value. So if okay. the player is young and he's ascending and he gets a higher mark, if he's older and he's still good, he gets a decent okay. mark. If he's old and he's not good, he gets a shitty mark. It okay, just takes I, age. I, I didn't know if it was depth, okay into account. I didn't know if it was by like. Um, I think no, it's not by points. The okay. best one I think is the Dynasty Dominator app yeah, by right. Player Profiler. Um, that's a that's a paid app you can get in the App Store, but it's it's something that I use, like you said, to just check yourself. And I don't offer up that information all the time, but if, mm-hmm. if a trade talk gets to the point where someone's being stubborn, I'm like, look, dude, I'm offering you a fair deal. Yeah. It's not something where I'm trying to screw you over. Right. Take take this third party opinion on this trade deal and that do is with non biased in any way. Right. Exactly. They're not biased to my players. And if uh, if Matt Kelly so wants to sponsor this pod, just let us know. For real, for real. But no, um, uh, let's see. Um, here we go. Um, oh, good, good radio, guys. Hey, hey, let me. I'm trying to think here. One, I want to make a quick note, John. As far as my la- my end of roster guys, don't end, don't send fourth round picks for young guys. Okay, end of roster guys aren't young guys in their second or third year. Um, here we go. All right, so you ready for this mailbag? You ready for this mailbag? Sure. I got some questions here. Wait, wait. Um, here we go. This so, isn't a question. Hey. <laughs> Leave me alone. Go. This is from Dynasty Fan 0724. Here we go. Um they had a lot you guys had a lot of team name changes this offseason. Can you guys quickly rank your favorite team names and your team, your worst team names in the league. Uh, Let's do like a top three, bottom three kind of thing. Um, I like Vincent's name. I like Vincent's name. Yeah. Thanks, man. So my yeah. three, I, I really like. I mean, I think I think the crowd favorite. I think we can all agree that uh, PDN is not. I have PDN as my number one. I think it's just a classic. It's a gimmick. It's a, it's a gimmick. It's a classic. It's audience. been around for years, and it's just like I can't. It it's still makes me laugh. It makes me laugh. It's yeah, it's good. Um, it's good. It's it's something that will live forever. I got Saggy Selects at number two. I really do like that name. It's just something about it. It's not like it's it's original, like a, a, a like Selects. It's not it's not used a whole lot. Very very good. Very original. Um. And I'm biased, but I have myself at number three. But if I had to pick other people for the next few, I like Villa Mob Ties. I really do. And D-Mac Dynasty's next at number five. That rounds out my top five. I really do like those. Um, what about you guys? Vincent, do you want to go or do you want me to go? 
I'll go. Uh, I, I have a similar top three. I would rank myself number one because I haven't changed my team name since the inception of the league. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, you know, it incorporates me, it incorporates dominance, and it's something that I Violence. will never, ever change. Violence, aggression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of those things. And then PDN, I would put at number two just because of the inside joke, and it's, you know, it's something that'll live on forever. And then at number three, the rebranding of Trader John's to the Machika process, I thought was genius. Um, because he likes to talk about how Sashi Brown was just such a savvy GM and it's all about the process. And he brings into account the Philadelphia 76ers and the quote unquote process. And he just, you know, branded it his own. This is the Machika process and we're going to do our thing. And we are going, he did and he acted on it. And so that to me is an elite team name. Uh, bottom three? Let's go with bottom three. I'm going to say I agree with Vincent team. on the top three. I have the same exact top three. So I, I like I like your name, John. It's just that you changed it. That, that's the thing. If you if it would have been Machika Process from the beginning, I would have probably ranked it higher than I well, did. Well, no, this is it. now the Machika yeah. Process. All right. Well, but, I, but I, I like longevity. Mozart. Longevity, like, it. hey, it just fits, Mozart, man. Mozart, so you – you spent the first season and you spent the first yep. season and a half, I believe, with Team Mall as your team name. Yeah. So, so don't talk to me. Like, like, like I said, like I said, I am biased. I'm biased to a fault, but I think it just fits. It's a great name. Come on. So bottom, bottom three, bottom three team names. Okay. I'll go with Team Schaefer. Is the yeah. it, there we it's go indefensible? Nope. Nope. Since the inception of the league. You have not changed your team name since we started the league. It is embarrassing, and I hate you for it. Do better, bro. Do much better. Come not on, Dave. Just much better. Um, the second to worst team name is Balls Deep. It yep. it doesn't incite it doesn't incite any uh, inspiration. Um, the only way I remember whose team balls deep is is because his initials is db so balls deep his initials db that's the only way i know whose team that is and then the third worst team name um i i have to go with with team of the iron islands yeah yeah he had a chance uh, branded and it was a good it was a good rebranding, but you spent the entire first two and a half seasons of the league with your team name named after a defensive <laughs> player. Lattimore. Come on, man. And he um, went from Game of Thrones to Game of Thrones. I I, I, I like Team of the Iron Islands. I, I, I think it I think it has potential if he truly brings to life the ghost of Trey. Last name. Mason? Trey. Trey. <laughs> the guy from LSU. Trey. Quinn. What is Deb name? Trey Quinn. Trey Quinn. If he brings to life Trey Quinn. Trey, Trey Mason. Yeah, no. Dude, I, 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 I didn't, it's not the best. I didn't like that. I got an honorable mention. It's um just catching W's. I feel like it's just too, like, too redraft. 
Yeah, that's a shitty team name too. Generic. Like, it's too oh. redraft. Yeah, it's like generic. I'm like, not- let me let me like Google this team name. It's like I like it's not bad, but it's just like no, I changed. I changed mine. My screen was too zoomed out. I didn't see just catching W's. That is easily the third worst. Well, those are my bottom. I'm four. sorry. Like, let me be honest. I'm sorry. Those are, those are my bottom four. Like, they're not. They're, it's not like it's. There's anything like those are my bottom four. It's not bad. It's just like I, I like when teams brand themselves. Like I like what Villa Mob Ties did. Dynast- DMAC Dynasty. Mason's right behind it with Banana Republic. Like that's been your team name for like 50 years. Like come on, man. Like a, a, a little close. Like like I think he needs a rebrand. I'm not gonna hate him for it, but like I think he needs one. I think he's due. He's right is after it, the. Is Iron it a hot take to say I don't like DMAX Dynasty and I don't like the font? Yeah, the font's the font, gotta go, man. The font's gotta go, but it's not bad. It's we have it's so much work. It's middle of the road, and it's fine, but it works for this league. It, hey, look, we've got like five hey, dudes below D Mac. This is a dynasty league, so look, look, look. We got Schaefer, we got Balls Deep, we got W's, we got Austin. I think Banana Republic's below him, and then I got Treyway below him too. I don't even know what a Treyway is. Exactly, but DMAC Dynasty, at least it fits, and it's got his name it's in Takashi it. So Trey, Trey has his name in it, too. Look, I know, but like, bloods. It, I don't know what the Trey way is. What's the Trey way to, to get boned in the ass by John Machika and trade away two firsts and another good player? Essentially trading three firsts for a bunch of garbage. Is that the he Trey way? got a first in that pick. Hey, man, I'm just saying. You got we a got first a first back, team. but Trey was ass. All right, boys. We gotta end the show. Speaking of doing better, just saying. Look, look. I just, I just want to finish this up. Look, I, I yeah, also want to say, look, remarks. Look, uh, um, this was fun. I want to do this again sometime. Have me on any other time where we're not gonna just talk about my off season. I like to talk about some other stuff. Maybe we'll do like a. Uh, a 2019 uh, dra- uh, redraft of like the the first two rounds, or, like 2018, or like I think what we should really do is go back and look at off seasons. Like I think next off season we'll come back and look at this off season because like we're we're guessing right now. We're talking about off seasons. This is the thing with it. Everybody like there's nine teams that think they're making the playoffs, and it's ridiculous. And everyone's overhyping these rookies. There's people that are going to take steps forward. There's dudes that. Are th- people think are going to produce and are going to take huge steps back. Like we don't know what the hell is going to happen. Not every rookie is going to hit. Not every rookie is going to produce right away. There's going to be injuries. Like a lot of shit's going to happen. And there's a lot of teams. I think they're going to be good. And we're just talking on our asses right now. What we think is going to happen. And we think there's all going to be all these good players. Not everyone's going to be good. So I think a, a cool topic next year would be like, you know, let's come back and revisit this off season since it was such a huge off season. But speaking of this off season, um, yeah, no, I just, I just want to come on here you know, I thought my title, I thought my team was the best team last year. I know, I know they don't always score the most points per season, but I think I had a really solid start from beginning to finish. My team was healthy. They showed out, they balled my off season. There was so much slander between my draft picks, my, you know, in my, my, my trades, I did the best with what I could, you know, banana Republic. If you're salty, if you really don't think, you know, I did a good job. Your opinions for the birds do better on your own off season next time. Then maybe you should put more effort in your own than your hot takes about mine. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I, I, I think my team's set up really good to defend my title. If I don't, we'll address it, but I think we're really good. We're confident. We're ready to go. We're ready for the league. I'm putting everyone on notice. I'm still your fucking daddy. 
Okay, so you better come correct when it's time to play me in the regular season. You better play your roster right. You better make the right trades. You better be ready. Put your best foot out there to win because I'm coming for your necks. I'm defending the title. I'm winning again, and I will see you all on this podcast next offseason talking more shit than I am now. So be ready. Do your research. Do your homework, and don't be scared because I'm coming. homework and don't be scared because i'm coming are you gone that's the show jesus that's the show <laughs> like i thought dude, it would end we talked for two hours we didn't even talk about tyler higby oh wait that's my last question so let's talk Everett versus tyler higby no we're done man Wait, dude, I got stats <laughs> up ass, bro. Come on, let's let me talk. Right, All right, we're gonna stop recording, and then me and John are gonna go at it for another twenty minutes over Tyler. No, I'm I got that. Well, I'm sending you a screenshot, and you can look at it tomorrow. I send you plenty of screenshots, I man. I have to go to bed. My wife needs me. We're going to play Warzone. Tomorrow. What are you talking about? We're not going to bed. I'm going to bed. <laughs> you better not bail on me. I, I need I need Warzone in my life. It's only eleven. Dude, as it is, I'm going to be editing this podcast for yeah. 11 hours I had a lot to get off my chest. You guys fucked up the last podcast. Like, there were so many wrong... Well, not you guys. You guys a little bit. Banana Republic went off, and I had to set his ass straight. Sorry. This team's whack. Do better. Uh, he went off. He went off. I'm, I'm saying the man needs to do, like, five minutes of homework before he, like, at least, like, look at a computer before you get on a podcast. I think he looked at a computer plenty of times. Okay, well, if that's, his, if, that's, if that's his true opinion, then I, then I think this division's set, and I think it's handed to me for a very long time coming. Then I, I feel safe with this division, then, if that's how he really feels. If that's his educated opinion about you, my own. You want to get crazy? You want to come join our division? Yeah, let's do it. Huh? This is too easy. I know Mason won the first year, but I mean, hey, this is easy. Oh, well, I like I'm, hey, when I'm one out of two, so. Hey, I'm one Our out division two. would be way too overpowered if Tyler joined it. No, you don't it want It would to. be unfair. No, it's too much. That would be too hard. I don't want I that. Don't, I don't, I I don't, don't want, want you in my. No, I don't want I don't to be in yours either. We're going to be the top three teams next year. Uh-huh. No doubt. Probably, yeah. I hope so. Probably. And I think we're going to have a strong showing from Jamie and D-Mac. Wait, okay, um, can we talk about this? You said Jamie has a strong running back room and a weak wide receiver room? I didn't say his wide receiver room was weak. I don't think it's deep. It He's got four. like seven dudes. He's got like four He's guys. Got yeah. Tyler Boyd, Kenny Galladay, okay. DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore. There you John go. Ross. There's four. Wow. Thank you, buddy. We are live. We are recording. Obviously, this isn't going to be the start of the show, but just wanted to let you know that you're being recorded so I don't get sued. You have to tell me anything so. that is yeah. incriminating. I don't want you to say anything incriminating. Without, you likely won't talk. Is that what you said? Yeah, I don't want to implicate myself. Well, this is a podcast, so you kind of need to talk somewhat. No, I'm going to let him talk. I don't even know what we're talking about, so I'm going to let him kind of go. And if I have anything to say, I'll say something. 
That is not. You know what this is? This feels like a therapy session for Tyler's team. It, it really does. Is Tyler on? Tyler, do we have you? Are you back from peeing? PP Queen? He's back. I, I feel like he's gonna dig himself in some holes and not gonna be able to change anyone's minds about anything. No. He won't change my mind. Not me. Tyler doesn't know this, but this show is gonna quickly turn from a right. an attack to a roast. <laughs> hey Tyler. What's up? I'm ready. What's up? You ready, dog? You We're ready, about ready now. Let's do this, baby. <laughs> I had to fill up my water and shit. Queen? Hold on one second, I gotta go another beer. I had to fill up my, uh, good lord. I can't sit, I have to wait. Or can I go back? I can't s What the fuck are you talking about? It's right there on the screen. Because it, it's just, I can't see any farther back than like a couple minutes ago. It's the levels. It's it's like just recently. Yeah, like no. What he just said. I can't see that. It's all flat on mine. Just watch, watch when his audio comes in, like how loud it is. Oh, here we go. Lordy B. Lordy fucking B. Lordy B. Can you, Tyler, can you take your your microphone further away from your face a little bit? Like that? Yes, dude. Dude, you just did it. You did it. Like that? Okay. He had it inside of his mouth. That was the problem. <laughs> I have like a... That sounds yeah, no. so much He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> This is the Poop Dance Podcast. Welcome to the show. I don't know why. Like I literally put it like right next to my mouth. Like it's not touching my mouth, but it's like close as it can be. Back up, back up. I don't, I don't know why. Back up. My name's Tyler. You're listening to the the Boot Banter <laughs> Dynasty Podcast. Wait, we have some funny shit. Me and y'all, when y'all first started this podcast, me and Chad were like dying laughing because it was just like, are these dudes serious? We're actually gonna do a fucking podcast with twelve people, and we were just dying laughing. I was like, hey, yeah. let's make a parody podcast. It literally didn't get off the ground. Like it, it yeah, never did. Like, I was like, we'll do it Sunday. He's like, great. And then like we never hit, but we were gonna name it the Booty Band that would, Podcast. That would be the ultimate self-own if you started your own parody podcast about our podcast. Yes. Because making a podcast is not fucking easy. <laughs> no, no. It was it was it was literally like that's why it didn't happen, because like I don't I don't care step enough back, to like step back. To, step back. PP Queen? It's fast, bro. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just saying, like I, like, I didn't care enough to. There we to, go. Know, That's do it. He saved four children from a burning bus mid-draft. PP Queen. Like, do you believe this shit? That's a weird hill we to die take on, this man. The Jonathan episode. Taylor. It was just gonna be in fun, like, like I'm not making fun of Jonathan Taylor. Like, I know he's <laughs> good, but it's like, it's been a weird hill. Like, man, like just the way, like. We should make this episode a a parody episode. <laughs> No, it's already really a parody don't. episode. Tyler's the guest with his damn Tyler Higby and DJ thought... Dallas takes. He saved four children from a burning bus mid-draft. I thought Tyler was the host. Hey, hey, you, you I've never well, seen He is going to be the host. There That's you fine. are. We're the co-hosts today. You got to break it down, dude. You ready? Three, two, one. I'm trying not to curse that much, but okay, go for it, man. Hey, you asked me to do it. I'm hosting it. I'm doing it. Oh, man. No, 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 no. Uh, maybe we need to put a explicitive <laughs> warning. So, it's not that bad. Now, that's actually going into the outtakes. I'm not even going to put that at the beginning of the show. He's literally taking a piss during every single podcast. It's not that bad, man. could just pull him Yeah, I probably will do it again. I'm definitely going to put that into the outtakes, but it's not going to be at the beginning of the show. So, like, at the end of the show, it's going to be like... 
All these rules. All right. <laughs> I guess we should we should start the show so we're not up till ten o'clock at night. I yes. mean, okay, whatever you want to do. All right, ready? Three, two, one, let's go. What's up, y'all? This is Tyler, owner of the Mall Stars and current champion and daddy. Welcome to the Booty Banner Podcast. The PP Queen? <laughs>